Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you. Find out extra with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're getting stuck into Saturday night's card at the AO Arena in Manchester, as Joe Joyce became the first man to knock out Joseph Parker and sent out a major warning to the rest of the heavyweight division. We are going to hear from the juggernaut and ask who we should face next and just how far the undefeated fighter could go as well. Uh, Tyson Fury was ringside for the event. He also spoke with TalkSport after the fight about negotiations to fight AJ. That fight is now off, according to the Gypsy King. We are going to hear from promoter Frank Warren about the negotiations and discuss if the fight was ever really likely to go ahead. Plus, we're going to recap Saturday's card in Nottingham as Maxi Hughes saw of Kid Galahad and discuss the impact Shakur Stevenson could have in the lightweight division after confirming he will be moving up after that victory over Robson Conseil. Look, don't go anywhere. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Undefeated, and now the WBO interim heavyweight champion of the world, Joe the Juggernaut. Joe. I'm the Juggernaut, and that's that's how I get on. I try and avoid shots, and that I'm learning. I thought it was one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long, long time. Credit to both men to put on a great fight. I've got a lot of respect and uh, and love for the Furies, but yeah, I will t- fight Tyson. It's a it's a tough challenge, but. Um, I'm, I'm ready. Monday is the deadline. If they don't sign the contract by Monday, he's out the window and he'll be exposed for the he is. I've been signing contracts for years. It ain't in my hands with a legal team. That's why you hire lawyers. You know the history of boxing, make sure you get your legal terms right. That's why you've got good management and good lawyers. Well, guys, it's official. D-Day has come and gone. It's gone past five o'clock Monday. No contract has been signed. It's officially over for Joshua. Hardest man in, the hardest working man in boxing joins us now, Gareth A. Davis. Gareth, uh, congratulations for your work on Saturday. It was fantastic. Honestly, it really was. Uh, you were there at the AO Arena to see Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, almost steam through uh, Joseph Parker. Um, s- sum up that performance from Joe. I, I thought 
sort of watching it on TV, it was stunning. But again, you were only a couple of feet away from the ring. What was it like watching him up close? Well, it was an amazing performance. Uh, great to be on with you again, Addy. Thanks for the the comment there on it. But it was it, it it the whole thing was set up to be brilliant because obviously you had the whole Fury clan there on the night in the opposing corner to his promoter uh, Frank Warren. Obviously, you had Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker, great friend of Tyson Fury, literally living in his home. And look, um, to <clears throat> give the full extent of what uh, Joseph Joe Joyce. Uh, uh, produced against Joseph Parker on Saturday night. It was it was a statement victory yeah. in every way. Um, he did what he does. He took massive punches all night. He wore Parker down. He moved up and a level in up a level in terms of fighting an elite fighter. You mm. can call Parker an elite fighter in this era. Agreed. He's been a WBO champion. Twelve rounds with Andy Ruiz. Twelve rounds with Anthony Joshua. Even though he lost. Um, that fight to Joshua, the WBO crown. Um, he just produced and produced. I mean, you, you say being there on the night, I was 18 inches away from him, interviewing him in the ring 10 minutes after his fight. Addy, he didn't have a mark on him. Yeah. He's got this, he's so impervious. He really is the immovable object. And Parker needed to make himself the irresistible force. And he just wasn't able to put a big enough dent in Joyce, other than time him in a few rounds and win those rounds. It was pretty close up to about the eighth round. Mm. I had Joyce a couple of rounds ahead when the fight ended. He's just incredible. He's a threat to everyone in the heavyweight division. If he could take Deontay Wilder's punch, he beats Wilder. Don't know if he will, because at some point, one of those big heavyweight punches will tell on him. That's what happens in heavyweight boxing. Agreed. He's a massive challenge to Tyson Fury, to Alexander Usyk, to Anthony Joshua. You could make him a case for him beating Anthony Joshua, for beating Dillian White. Um, Usyk and, and Fury would probably have to box around him. So in many ways, his stock rose enormously. And as you rightly pointed out, the first person to stop Joseph Parker. And it was a great stoppage and he came strong at the end. Did nothing wrong. Um, called out Usyk afterwards, did all the right things, gave a little nod to Tyson Fury and his father, John. Um, it was a great atmosphere in the arena. Yeah. But more than anything, I'm part, being part of the commentary team as well, it was thrilling and absorbing fight because they went at it. Parker looked dead and buried after five or six. Looked like he was having trouble against uh, Joe Joyce, but gave his all against him as well. So it was a brilliant night. Um, massive respect to Joseph Parker for his resilience to that point in the fight. It was a big, bruising, fantastic, thrilling heavyweight fight. It, no, it really was. And look, uh, quick credit as well to, to Frank Warren. Um, obviously, I wasn't there, but I watched a, pretty much the whole fight card back at probably one of the deepest fight cards that he's put on in a long time as well. I mean, to have the likes of Amanda Serrano on the card, and I'm a big fan of Anthony Kakache, who won on the night as well. We know the kind of crowd that Nathan Heaney brings. So I, I mm. thought the whole card was pretty, pretty, sorry, pretty good as well. Back to the main event. I, I, I tried to kind of think of who Joe Joyce rem, reminds me of. And the only person I can sort of think of is how fight fans must have fought when they first saw George Foreman in the 60s. This kind of big lumbering guy that you can't stop. Um, maybe not the fastest feet, but a really good chin. It must have been a bit like that. And he must be so demoralizing to fight because Joseph Parker 
landed some of the cleanest right hands you're going to see. Clean, on the button, and nothing. Like, literally, nothing. And I, I don't know, look, I've, you know, never been in the ring. I've never, I've never had a fight, a professional fight of any magnitude. I, I don't know what it must be like when you are blowing out of your backside and the guy in front of you just seems to be in first gear still. And that's all. after six rounds, I actually had it free apiece. I actually had it close. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Joe Joyce is going back to one corner, hardly breathing. And Joseph Parker looks like he's in fifth gear already. Yeah. And the right was on the wall. And uh, I mean, Joe Joyce is a bad man. And yeah. he, he's, he's a problem for any of the top four, if you like. Yeah. I don't know if you have him at fifth, but for me, if, if you think of the marquee four, he, he, he could beat any of them because he's, he, he's got everything in order to do so. I think I think you can make a case for him, you know, for, for him beating Anthony Joshua as well. Yes, yes. Um, so you could put him at four if you wanted to. Mm. Um, behind, um, so I say Fury, Usyk, Wilder, and then um, and then himself. But I mean, but props to Joshua at the moment. You don't know Joshua might be able to jab his head off as well. You don't know, and 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 Joshua hits very very hard, and Joe Joyce is very hittable. That's the yeah. one thing about it. But um, you mentioned George Foreman there. Yeah. Um, obviously, nineteen sixty eight Olympic gold medalist yeah. in Mexico City. That early part of George Foreman, he just destroyed people. <laughs> it's the late George Foreman as well, though. Yes. Who was able to be so resilient, incredible chin, um, that is, you're right to mention that there are parallels there. There are some people who have fr- freakish DNA, um, and, and he's got that. His physiology is extraordinary. Um, it was a massive kind of, as I say, a massive hike for him in, t- in terms of who he is in the division now. I hope he goes out and sells himself. Um, you know, as you say, Mendes Serrano produced a masterclass. It was great to see, or mistress class, maybe we should call it, um, <laughs> uh, against, um, against <laughs> my, my, my food, my food um, who was also very, very tough. Mm. Um, but uh, it was a right royal mess and a right royal rumble came out of the night. And I know we're going to talk about the royal mess as we go onwards. We certainly will. There was a card in Nottingham as well. Uh, should have been headlined by Lee Wood versus Mauricio Lara. Uh, Lee Wood obviously pulled her injured a bicep tear. It was headlined by Maxi Hughes defending his IBO lightweight title against Kid Galahad coming off that Kiko Martinez uh, defeat. Uh, Maxi Hughes won that fight, won it by uh, a majority decision raise a razor thin decision it was very tight difficult rounds to score but in the end it was a, a career biggest win for maxi hughes who's desperate now to to get an american fight win or lose he just wants that american dream fight which fighters in the uk don't really crave anymore as they did in sort of the 90s and early noughties but he still wants it he wants that payday and good luck to him uh, we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about terry harper as well in her, uh, her victory over hannah rankin um Quick one about Fury AJ. Again, you you spoke to Tyson Fury. You spoke to Peter Fury. You spoke to Frank Warren. I saw a piece that you wrote as well. Gut feeling, because this has gone on and on now, it feels like. Is this fight going to happen, Gareth? Because it seems to be a case of Fury saying 5 p.m. deadline ain't happening. Eddie putting out a statement saying, nope, we're speaking. Uh, the teams are speaking. It's positive. It could still happen. What is going on? Yeah, um, just to correct you, um, it was John Fury, not Peter Fury. Sorry, but, apologies. Uh, apologies yeah. yes. But um, the the, the um, 
I'll, I'll put it in, I'll encapsulate it in a simple way. And I know we're going to get into it much deeper later in the show. There's a Tyson Fury narrative at the moment. And then there's a narrative of everyone else around the fight. And that's the way it is at the moment. Mm, yeah. And it's interesting that you put it like that as well, because there does seem to be Fury. And look, I, I've, I've always questioned whether or not Fury really wanted the fight. Certainly not from a fear factor of AJ, because he's certainly not scared of AJ. Tyson Fury, I genuinely believe, will fight any man walking on this planet. But I, I, I the call out was a strange one. And it's almost a call out that maybe he didn't expect AJ to accept now he has I, I still don't understand what the holdup is and, and, and the delays but look we'll get into them uh, a bit later you, you clearly know more on this subject uh, than I do a quick word on Shakur Stevenson who we'll touch on as well obviously missed weight against Robson Conceicao has now moved up to 135 pound division and it's all well and good saying he's there in that division stack but if the guys aren't really fighting each other doesn't really mean anything but I think I think we will see some big fights between the likes of Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney in, in, in years to come. Definitely. Um, and look, um, he is a very tall, lean fighter, Shakur. Mm. And, and I just think he might have reached the time where he can't um, make 130 anymore and he needs to be at 135. And that's probably good for him physically at this stage. What is he, 24 now? Yeah. He's been around forever already. But um, no, I think... He belongs at lightweight. It's a it's a it's a division on fire with Devin Haney, Cambos, George Cambosos, Vasil Lomachenko, Ryan Ooh. Garcia, um, Javonta Tank Davis. I mean, there are mega fights there, and it's time to start building those fights. So the sooner for me moves and Joe Cordina, by the way. Um, so if that fight could happen, I'd love him to come over here and fight Joe Cordina mm. before that before that move, if possible. Yeah. Um, that's a fight we'd love to see but the move up to, to lightweight if he is struggling with the weight now it was a blip but the move up to lightweight wouldn't be a bad thing for him no it certainly wouldn't be um, I think he's a fantastic boxer a pound for pound already for me already a two weight world champion and I, I don't just look at 135 pounds I already can see him because he's got the frame almost a bit like Terence Crawford to, to chuck on a bit more meat so yeah. you could see him at 140 potentially even 147 uh, wow. down the line as well uh, really really talented boxer uh, busy show coming up you are listening to find an extra on TalkSport 2 still to come we are going to get stuck into the negotiations between AJ and Tyson Fury and ask if the pair were ever really close to fighting I think they were I think they are Look at some of the other news from boxing world as well. We just mentioned his name, uh, Shakur Stevenson. He's now moved up to lightweight division. What does that mean for the, some of those super fights that we hope to see in the near future? But up next, we are going to hear from the juggernaut Joe Joyce and ask what next for him. Joseph Parker, he got clipped with one big shot too many, down he went, I thought the referee could probably have waved that one over straight away to be honest, but this is a huge fight, he gave him every chance to get up and Parker did regain his feet, but he could have beat the count. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2, myself, Adi Ladipo, Garofay Davis alongside me as well, uh, Joe Joyce there, uh, big, big victory for him I think, big statement victory over Joseph Parker after the fight in the immediate aftermath he spoke with very own Gareth A. Davis. 
I feel tired, but, but good, happy. I got through that. It was a tough test. And uh, Joseph, uh, thanks to Joseph Harker. Um, and I think in that speech, I've got to say thank you to my friends for coming all the way here, my family. It was, uh, it was tough getting on up here, but I'm sure it was fun. You proved tonight in a huge statement that you can take massive punches all night from elite fighters in the division and keep going and keep resilient. Uh, it was a it was a huge statement. Do you know what a statement it was tonight? Yeah, I'll have to watch it back, but I'm the juggernaut and that's that's how I get on. I try and avoid shots and that. I'm learning uh, what I can from Salas and trying to implement the stuff that I've um, been doing in in the um, in the gym. And thanks for Steve as well. He's got good instructions in there as well. So um, yeah, I. Uh, I forgot what you said. What was the question? Yeah, well, just well, you, what I want to say is you haven't got a mark on you. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen myself in the mirror. <laughs> you have got tints. No, what you did, it was a huge statement tonight that proved that you belong at the elite level in the heavyweight division. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm just happy and just uh, keep following my journey. I'm the juggernaut and just keep following and supporting and I'll, I'll, as I rise to the top. What did you... Uh, you gave a little look to John Fury and Tyson Fury at the end of the fight there. What was that? Uh, just, just, to, just friendly hello. Like, as I say hello, I'm not mentioning, I'm not saying anything. But um, I'm here. He knows I'm here. If he wants to fight me, then I'm, you know, let's get on. Like, I, I, I like Joseph Parker, and he did really well in there tonight. Um, it was a fun fight, and like, I hope he's, uh, him and his family are all okay uh, on, on the way back to New Zealand. But yeah, Tyson Fury and and family, the Furies. I got a lot of respect and uh, and love for the Furies. But yeah, I will fight Tyson. It's a, it's a tough challenge, but um, I'm, I'm ready. Congratulations, Joe. 37 years young, interim WBO champion, heavyweight champion, nearly there. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost there, yeah. I, thanks, Gareth. Joe Joyce there speaking to Gareth A. Davis immediately after that performance. And, and look, uh, Gareth, it was weird because even without the knockout, the knockdown, I would have already given the performance its due praise. But I think getting the stoppage when no one has ever done that to Joseph Parker, it just puts the cherry on top, doesn't it? I mean, it gets you excited about what he could do against your, your Wilders, your AJs, your Usyks and your Furies, just by getting the stoppage. Yes, yeah, it's a huge statement of, of his power, resilience, will to finish and how he actually goes about people. That's why that moniker, that ring sobriquet uh, <clears throat> of the juggernaut is so right and he proves <laughs> it every time. It's not a... It's, there's nothing fake about it. It's genuine. He is physically, I mean, again, at 37, he was 37 on September the 29th. Mm. Um, you know, uh, sorry, on September the 19th, rather. He, he lives up to that, that reputation, but it's fearsome. You, in the top of the, at the top of the show, you mentioned how there are parallels <clears throat> with the physicality of George Foreman. Yeah. And there's no question about it. When you stand next, stand next to Joe, he's a big six foot seven as well, broad, huge. <clears throat> he was the heaviest. Excuse me, he was the heaviest of his career, weighing in two seventy one pounds. Didn't seem to take anything away from him. Yes, he took massive shots from Joseph Parker. In fact, if anything, you know there was a, there was a, a quadruple left hook, um, a la Joe Frazier at one point late in a round from Joseph Parker on Joe Joyce. And he just stood there and took it um, and as if it was nothing. He just swallows up punches that may, that may catch him out in the end against the very biggest punches. 
But I, I can't stress it enough. It, you know, no wonder Frank Warren was grinning from ear to ear on Saturday night. He has got, um, with the developing Daniel Dubois, with Tyson Fury at the top and Daniel Dubois and, and Joe Joyce in the middle, three of the most thrilling, potentially exciting heavyweights in the world there in yeah, the trio. It, Joe Joyce is special. There's no doubt about it. He's a force of nature. That's how I'll put it. A no. force of nature that will not be denied. It, it, it agreed. And I'm happy you mentioned his weight there because obviously look, he came in at 19 stone plus. And it's funny because we, we always talk about AJ's weight and, you know, what's AJ's ideal weight because, you know, AJ's very muscle bound and the lactic acid. With Joe... He's a very, uh, and people might take this the wrong way when I say the word I'm going to say, but he's a very natural 19 stone. And what yeah. I mean by that is yeah. it's not muscles, is it? It's just it, 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 like with, with AJ, you kind of feel like, okay, you know, AJ's going to get tired. Joe seems to carry that weight so much better than any other heavyweight. Um, and I, I agree about he, he's a force to be reckoned with. Like he, he has everything. Like he, he threw, and I saw a stat um, after the fight that he threw over 800 punches. And I was thinking, he's a 19 stone heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, so he's got, he's going to outwork you. Nine times out of 10, he's bigger and stronger than you. We know about the, the chin, which, you know, it will catch up with him one day. It catches up with the best of them. But he also, he also has an engine as well. So he's got everything, you know. And watching that fight back, he's got a great jab. He looks like he's got slow feet, but what he really is doing is cornering you almost a la Gennady Golovkin, the way he seems to kind of just work you into a corner where you feel like I should be able to get out of this, but I can't. I mean, a, a very, very dangerous heavyweight. And we mentioned his age, but until, you know, I think we almost need to park that now because until I start to see it slowing him down as a reason to kind of mention his age, you would, if someone told you Joe Joyce was 32, you'd believe it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about him that looks like a 37-year-old man slowing no. down. If anything, his output over the last couple of years has got better. Um, and I, I just feel like Frank must be, honestly, as you say, grinning from ear to ear. You've got you've got Joe Joyce. And how many win the AO Arena? 14, 15,000 potentially? Yeah, it was a good crowd. It was a really good crowd. Just to, to recap on a couple of things you mentioned, um, a consultant neurosurgeon, one of the brilliant um, brain specialists in the UK, Peter Hamlin, um, very old friend of mine I've worked with for many years, um, testifies that um, heavyweights in their 20s mm. um, don't have the bone density that they do in their 30s. Oh. So I think that helps Joyce in some ways. He hasn't got a lot of miles on the clock. And you mentioned the punch stats there. Mm. I've got them here, okay, according yeah. to CompuBox. Joe Joyce landed 308 of four, 844 punches oh. thrown, landing 37%, including 96 body shots, yeah? Parker landed 147 of 56, 26%. Joyce had a significant advantage in punches, landed from the sixth round onwards. And we said, I mean, I picked Joyce to win. I'm not crowing about that, but I just think he's got something special about him. And I thought he'd come late in the fight. But how significant is it um, that we thought the punch output would be higher from Joseph Parker, but it clearly wasn't in the end? Mm, no, honestly. I, and I think, look, in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing. But as soon as I saw Joseph Parker weigh in, career heaviest, and look, I, I speak to Andy Lee quite a lot. I was like, have they got it wrong here? They almost weighed in 
at that weight to almost go toe to toe with Joe Joyce. No. Whereas I thought he'd be moving around and and, and very, very around. soon Parker was defending off the ropes, wasn't he? Yeah. For much of the fight, he was having to defend off the ropes because yeah. it didn't matter what he hit um, Parker with; he just couldn't. And when, when he hit Joyce, he couldn't keep him off. There were a couple of rounds where you saw the game plan. He timed Joe Joyce and Joyce couldn't hit him. He timed him off the ropes and in the middle, and it was beautiful. There were really clear rounds of Parker, but he couldn't sustain it because, as you rightly said, it must break your heart when someone keeps coming forward like that and you're hitting them with your best shots. Yeah, indeed. Uh, realistically, and look, we, we know he's the WBO interim champion and, in an ideal world, he wants Usyk, right? That's the fight they seem to be asking for now, whereas Usyk seems to favour maybe waiting for Fury Asia or, or Wilder. Realistically, what fight do you think Joe Joyce has next? Well, weirdly and realistically, it can play out that he's the interim champion. If Fury and Usyk fight next year, right, mm. um, and they walk away, um, he, he could be installed as the champion. Yeah, elevated. Um, yeah. Weirdly, um, which we, we, it's not satisfactory that, but um, who does he fight next? Oh my God, they could throw him in with anyone. Anyone. Um, yeah. But um, I mean, God, who it might wants be, that it next? It might be Manuel Char. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Manuel Char's revealed today that um, he was signed by Queensbury to fight either mm. Tyson Fury, Joe Joyce, or Daniel Dubois. Okay, well, it could um, be then. I mean, if you, if you're Joe Joyce as well, you've got the not not an excuse, but if you're Frank, you've got well, no one wants to fight Joe Joyce, so we have to get him someone. Um, and look, there isn't going to be a cue to fight him, but I I can almost see Usyk not through fear, but I can almost see Usyk dumping the WBO belt and they elevating Joe Joyce to be a world champion. Um, and I can't ever remember a time where Britain's had so many heavyweights in the top ten ever. Well, um, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's five, it's four or five or six, isn't it? The, the, the thing is, that what they could do, Joe could, if it depends if he wants to fight again and earn more money, um, because the likelihood is, well, again, we're sitting waiting to see if, even though I know we'll get into it, it all plays out on this chessboard at the moment, that the next moves that happen around Dillian White, mm -hmm. Um, as one, and we'll come to that in a bit. Dillian White, yeah. I think he's a viable opponent. Dillian White is a free agent, isn't he? Um, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, and Alexander Usyk, and maybe where Deontay Wilder goes next. If Deontay Wilder fancied a fight with Joe Joyce, that's massive in the. UK. Oh my lord! I, I know it's a massive. Oh my! So, if Deontay Wilder travels over here to fight Joe Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, oh Lord. There are loads of options. Oh, loads take, of take my money now. Whatever it is, I'm paying to watch Joe Joyce Wilder. Um, quick one on Joseph Parker. Um, look, hopefully it's a long rest because you know, as a fan of these, those last few rounds were kind of hard to watch. And credit to him, he never he never gave up. What what would you do with him now? Aside from take six, seven, eight months, whatever he needs to take to heal mentally and physically after that. Again, look, he's in the heavyweight division where there are so many good fights. He's only 30. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's there's loads of things lined up for him in the future, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's got to recover. I mean, for, for the moment, he becomes a nearly man in the talks of the mm. top five or six. Um, you know, and, and again, with his, I think it was his left eye closing and his right eye seeping claret all over his face. Um, he's got that cut, has got to recover. He's got to recover from, as we said, 
um, 308 punches, 90 oh, body shots God. from that behemoth juggernaut. Um, so he, he's still an ambitious guy. But like you say, I think maybe eight months, even a year out. Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, and, you know, uh, Delian White fight again is there. They had a... They had war. They had war the last time they were in the ring together. So that will be a great fight. But I don't really know the route for Joe at the moment. Just you know, a bit of peace rather than war. I think. Indeed. I mean, Andy Ruiz potentially as well. They had a yes. good fight in New Zealand years ago. Andy wants that get back. So loads of fight, loads of money on the table as well. But health comes first. He does need yeah. a big rest. All right, you listen to find extra on Talksport Two. Still to come, we are going to discuss Shakur Stevenson's move up to lightweight after missing. He's wait over the weekend. But up next, we're going to try, Gareth's going to try, and unpack the negotiations between Team Fury and Team AJ. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are on the cusp of the biggest fight in British boxing history between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. It's reduced in value. A year and a half ago, it was worth 200 million. I think this fight's worth about 80 million, okay? They're going to earn, I reckon, minimum say 45 and 25 million each we're teetering on that 90 percentile now we're, we're getting there listen you know what Tyson Fury's like I don't know what Moody's going to get up in this morning what, what <laughs> is he going to change his mind I don't know it's not signed yet we're waiting for them to come back to us but I don't see any reason why it should be signed it's going to happen or is it I'm not sure anymore I'm not sure oh, if, no, you, if you asked me if you asked me this question last week and I said absolutely it's going to happen with these type of fights and I think Eddie said this as well the magnitude of it the amount of money that's on the table I think the contracts are something that a lot of people need to look over before everyone signs and everyone's happy. Tyson, final question. T- final question for you. You've said that you want the deal with AJ to be done by the end of Monday. Monday? Monday? Monday is the deadline. If they don't sign the contract by Monday, he's out the window. Well, guys, it's official. D-Day has come and gone. It's gone past five o'clock Monday. No contract has been signed. 
it's officially over for Joshua. He is now out in the cold with the wolf pack. Forget about it. Idiot. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adi Oladipo and the great Gareth Faye Davis. All right, will it or won't it? Um, it's been the big talking point in boxing now for, what, the best part of three weeks. At some times, it felt like it was going to happen, then not. In the last couple of days, you felt, okay, it could. And then Tyson Fury's come on social media, as he as he does a lot recently, saying, look, it's done. The deadline has passed. That deadline was Monday, 5 p.m. Um, Gareth, I know you've got your ear to the ground with this one, and I'm sure... You've spoken to the people in the right places. Again, I remember asking you this question last week and I said, gut feeling, will it happen? And I think your answer was yes. So I'm going to straight off the bat ask you now, again, gut feeling, will we see Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua this year? I think I was still sceptical. That was my final remark last week. I'm still sceptical, but I think my heart and my head want the fight to happen so much that I want Tyson Fury to climb down and give them a bit more time to get it over the line. Um, I'll be sceptical until we hear from Fury that it's on, I want it. I want mm. it, it's back on. Um, Monday was nonsense. Because that, that was a self-imposed 5 p.m. Yeah. deadline from the Gypsy King. It was no one else's narrative other than Tyson Fury's. He made the call out three weeks ago, or 22 days ago, everyone ran around to try and get the deal over the line. AJ and his team agreed 60-40 split, mm. Cardiff December the 3rd, Principality Stadium. In the background, I understand, DAZN and BT Sport have agreed. Yep. Um, the, the As a joint broadcast, Matchroom and Queensbury are all fine together. Eddie Hearn and George Warren are getting on really well, getting things moved. Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn agree. Eddie Hearn put out a tweet yesterday saying it. with Frank Warren. Couldn't believe it. I had a heart attack. Um, um, I don't I don't want to believe that Tyson Fury declaring the deadline yesterday at 5 p.m. has given everyone a get-out clause from a huge bluff that's being played out. I want to believe they all want to get the fight over the line. Having talked it through for three weeks and seen Anthony Joshua on social media as well saying, yes, I'm going to sign it. It's just with the lawyers at the moment. And then that kind of kind of strange rap video. They're, they're both as um, kind of like quirky as each other. AJ puts out a, 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 a rap video from it, I think from his car or wherever he was. Yeah. And Tyson sending out all these expletives at everyone there. They're all big dosses, this, that, and the other. <laughs> um, instinctively, I'm still sceptical, but I know they're still talking. I mean, I heard from, back from Frank Warren last night after that, oh, past that deadline, with them saying they're still talking. I've even heard from people today saying they're really frustrated uh, with Tyson Fury's comments yesterday. Instead of just sitting back and having a little bit of patience, um, but it's, he's so unpredictable. Um, and that's part of the beauty of him, you know, that we know that he's changeable. So we also know that if they come up with a contract in the next two to three days, he isn't going to say no. Yeah. We, he doesn't fear fighting Anthony Joshua. Um, it's just he's impatient. And I think Anthony Joshua wants that lifeline. So uh, I'm, I'm not further on from I was last week. Still sceptical, but praying and hoping in my heart to get it over the line. Yeah, look, I mean, Tyson Fury changes his mind every other day, doesn't he? I mean, I, I, I love the man. I think he's fantastic for boxing. He's a great personality in a sport which 
lacks personalities. Um, a few months ago, he's retired. And then it was an Usyk call-out, then a Chisora call-out, now an AJ call-out. And as much as AJ is, I don't know if desperate for the lifelines the right word, but as much as he wants this fight, you're not going to dictate to Anthony Joshua five o'clock and AJ's going to run and sign like, please, we need this fight. You know, AJ is still, I think, the biggest draw in boxing, maybe with Canelo, maybe Canelo's above him if you look at the numbers, but he's still a massive draw. And I don't think he's going to be dictated to like that. Um, I, I still want the fight to happen. And I, I actually think the fight will happen. Um, I think, yeah. And I think the options for either are not great. I mean, Tyson Fury has been talking this nonsense about Manuel Char, which I'm like, well, we'll stop. Let's stop right there for a second. You're the, the number one heavyweight on the planet. You're not fighting Manuel Char. No. And for AJ, it's, you know, Otto Volin and Dillian White, which are good options coming off a back-to-back defeats, but I don't want to see them either. No, what um, Dillian White has been very quick to jump into the breach, hasn't he? Very. I'm available yes. for it. Um, you know... <laughs> which makes me feel like there's something going on behind the scenes with that one. Um, he's come out and said it, and I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do a white... Joshua as opposed to a white Otto Volin. Yeah, there's better. Sorry, but a would, Volin Joshua, sorry. Yeah, 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 but, it, but I get you. It'd be, but it would be a shame because I do feel like this Fury-Joshua fight is slipping between the fingers. The sands of time are mm. slipping away in the hourglass. And I, if it doesn't happen now, are we really going to see a massive third round in negotiations later on? Um, you know, the fact that DeZone are on board and they've signed with Joshua doing it and they've signed a huge deal with him. And I do remember from my contacts um, from sources within DAZN that there was an appetite to even have Fury and Joshua this year, even before he fought Usyk for the second time. And Mm. even if he lost because they saw value uh, in that fight, I completely agree with you. I do not want to see Tyson Fury fighting Manuel Char. Does nothing for Fury. It does nothing for the heavyweight division. Here's the situation, though, with both of them. They're so wealthy beyond their wildest dreams mm. that they don't need the money to fight. It's purely an athletic thing. It's purely a pride in boxing. It's purely a desire to want to improve themselves. It's not just about a money earner for this. It's There's so much more there. And because they don't have to have the fight, weirdly, you have to have a semi-final and a final in a in a in a cup competition don't you mm. boxing has a weird algorithm like no other um, <laughs> it's weird science it's not like any other sport you don't have you know the playoffs and all those kind of things so there is a danger it could fall apart um i you know i mean i am a bit down about it today it, it feels demoralizing and i don't think it reflects well on boxing ultimately that these things fall apart where you've got major broadcasters and so many fans that they they wouldn't have a problem selling out the principality stadium if they put tickets on sale two weeks before you, you know what my fear is gareth with it obviously that we're here in the date of december the 3rd right that seems to be the one that's nailed in and i'm seeing joshua in italy at fashion shows um Tyson Fury looks like he's training. Obviously, he's, he hasn't ramped it up. It's September the 27th. Yeah. I mean, like, like for, for a fight of this magnitude, AJ, so someone needs to know now. Because so AJ can't be in Italy modeling for Hugo Boss. He needs to be in a training camp now if he's going to fight Tyson Fury in what? Nine weeks. Nine weeks' time. 
It's, it, you know, so yeah. it needs to be like when we spoke last, we were like, oh, okay, what's the deadline for this being given the green tick? And I think we both said end of the week. No, the end of this week. End, end of this week. week. Yeah, sorry, end, end of this yeah, week. End of this week. Yeah. And then they both can go. So for me, like it needs to be this week. It needs to be this week and and we move on. And, you know, I think again, AJ's coming off back to back defeat. So he's almost got a free swing at a heavyweight in the top 20 because of that. For Tyson Fury, you look at the options on the table, you look at the options in front of him. And if it isn't AJ, it's not great. Because I, I kind of done a, a kind of who can he fight list. And he's fought, obviously, it's not going to be Wilder. It's not going to be Ruiz. No. It's not going to be Dillian White. AJ, Usyk. It's not going to be Jojo. Literally, he's running out of viable opponents that make sense. There's only two opponents that make sense for Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. That's it. That's it. That, that is it. And, and for AJ, the only opponents that make sense, if he really wants it, is um, Tyson Fury, Dillian White, mm. Deontay Wilder, and maybe Joe Joyce. Th- those are the fights for me. Um, yeah. And because the, the, the era is ending. It's not far off ending. Um, it's, 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 it's maybe two years from its completion, this era, in my view. Um, um, and and it's not going to go on for the next four or five years. They're all Tyson Fury's thirty four now. Um, Deontay Wilder's thirty six. Joyce is thirty seven. Yeah, six thirty five or thirty six. They're it's they're not young men anymore. We're yeah. not going to see them going on to forty. It's not going to happen. You're right. You literally, we've got at best eighteen months to see them all mix it with each other. Maybe even yeah. less for some of them. So you're right. They they do need to get it on now very quickly before we break. Um, you, you know, a, a contract of of that that's obviously worth. I don't know how much this fight's worth. A hundred million. I'm I'm not quite sure. Eighty to hundred. Yeah. Eighty to hundred million. How complex is it? You know, like obviously, look. Uh, AJ's camp's got it. What else could be in the contract that makes them stall a little bit? Is there anything like that we wouldn't know as fight fans that like that's kind of going on behind the scenes that would be a reason why this contract hasn't yet been signed? Well, obviously I'm not party to this contract. So whatever I say is not details mm. from the contract, but the devil will be in the detail in this contract. Well, the, the complex thing was BT Sport and DAZN agreeing yeah. to do a joint broadcast and how they work that out because you've got red button for Sky on their, on their, um, not for Sky, for, for BT Sport on their, um, you can just press a button and you you buy it. Yep. The zone's a bit different, so it's a more complex process. But they've obviously come to an agreement. Maybe they've come to an agreement that they're going to share the, the the revenue from it, which which is brilliant. The the purse was the split was agreed, so that's uncomplicated. The venue and the date that's uncomplicated. So it is down to the fine print in the contract, and it will have been through the lawyers. I mean, I bumped into a couple of lawyers involved on Saturday night. They were telling me nothing, unfortunately. Mm. Um, you know, they were asking me what I was hearing, believe it or not, <laughs> from the other side. So um, yeah. uh, it must purely come down to um, the agreements that are around the image rights and all those details and, and maybe any follow-up stuff that comes from the contract, um, which affects the future promotion of that fighter, whether it's um, if someone wins and the other side gets more a deal in the next fight, there's all that kind of stuff. We're never going to be party to that. I mean, Eddie Hearn kind of hinted that there were some things outside the remit in the contract a couple of days ago, but we never know 
um, if this is bluff and bluster from all of these guys on both sides, I'm talking about everybody now, um, but from the outside, if they want to get the deal done, they just have to iron out a few things. I think it is optimistic. I think it is optimistic mm. from both sides, but whether Fury, the bottom line is whether Fury has given everybody an out from a situation that they built into more and more, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just sincerely hope that in the next, well, today and tomorrow, that we get more words from Frank Warren particularly and from Eddie Hearn particularly that, and, and George Warren, they've actually moved closer and that they're going to pull Tyson Fury back in. Yeah, indeed. Fingers crossed. Uh, we get some good news by the end of the week. All right, you are listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Next up, how will Shakur Stevenson shake up the already fully stacked lightweight division? Welcome back. You are listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adi Ladipo and Gareth A. Davis. Shakur Stevenson uh, missed weight um, when he fought Robson Conceição in America on Friday. Uh, obviously, Shakur Stevenson defending his belts at super featherweight. Those belts are now vacant. Uh, Shakur Stevenson said in a statement that I gave it my all. I've been professional my whole career and made weight, but my body just can't make the 130 pound limit anymore. My health has to come first. I'm moving up to 135 pounds in my next fight. Immediately after uh, that victory with Robson Contest out in the ring, they asked him, who do you want next? And he said, look, the undisputed champion in the division is Devin Haney. That's the fight he wants next. Easier said than done, as we know, when it comes to making these fights in boxing, but he has his eyes set on the main man in the division and that main man right now, whether or not you believe he's the number one division, but he has all the belts is, um, is Devin Haney. Uh, look, he's growing, right? Gareth, he's a, he's a big boy. I mean, he's 24 now. He's got a frame. He's very, very tall, by the way, for yeah. super feather. And he's just saying, I can't do it anymore. I tried. I got down. I think he got down to 131.7 or something. I can't make 130. And I, I don't mind that. I, I don't mind people doing this rather than killing themselves and almost being zombies on the scales. I don't want to see anyone sort of um, anyone's health affected by trying to make weight. Yeah, look, I mean, God, I mean, it was 131.6 pounds, by the way. Okay. So um, like 1.6 pounds over the way. It's not like 135 or, you know, or, or mm. kind of really, really struggling. Um, you know, and, you know, and he did a brilliant job. I think he, he had... One judge had him winning 11 rounds and one ju two judges had him winning 10 rounds in the fight. Um, it was an extraordinary performance again. He's so skillful. Mm. He probably, well, I've said it on the show before and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but he is easily one of the most skilled boxers on the planet. He makes boxing beautiful. Agreed. Um, and, and I don't care whether he goes 12 rounds every time, pretty much, because I just love watching him box. He's so comfortable in the office. Mm. And I've had a few conversations with him about that. And he just loves it in there. He just, he's just natural. He reminds me very much of, in, in terms of his presence in the ring, of a Floyd Mayweather, of a Pennell Whitaker, Sugar Ray Robinson, just so comfortable to be able to do his work. Yeah, Never, he's the closest he's under to Floyd pressure. I've seen. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, um, look, I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the, the lightweight division here. Oh, my God. I mean, the matchups there are just so brilliant. Obviously, Haney's the undisputed champion at the moment. 
Javonta Davis holding the secondary WBA belt, but Vasil Lomachenko, Kambosos, um, you know, the, 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 the whole group involved, and, and Javonta Tank Davis coming up as well um, into that division, you know, it, it has made it even more special. It, there's just uh, Ryan Garcia as well. I've, I've failed to mention him, even though he wants to go up a weight now. There's yeah. five or six fights that could just make Shaka Stevenson the number one pound for pound in the world. His toughest fight for me is not Devin Haney. It's Javonta Davis, in my view. I don't know how you see it, but there are half a dozen amazing contests at lightweight. Yeah, nothing for me beats that kind of boxer versus puncher sort Mm. of fights. And look, to be fair to both of them, Shakur Stevenson can punch and Javonta can box. But ultimately, you know, Shakur's known as a boxer and Javonta's known as a puncher. And I, I think that's the one for me that just gets the juices flowing. That's the one you want, right? That's the one you, you want to see. Uh, but again, um, unfortunately, as much as, you know, we like to, you know, mention all the names and you're right to do so, we've only really seen Devin Haney versus Cambosos. We haven't seen these guys mix it with each other yet. Yeah. Um, they've been call- calling out Loma for the last couple of years. Ryan's been calling out Tank for the last couple of years. Everyone's on different promotions and different broadcasters and no one wants to see their talent on another platform. So um, hopefully, I don't know how they're going to do it. Hopefully we can see some of these guys fight. The only way they're going to do it, and I think we've started to see it with a lot of boxers now, is where they're not tied down to um, any broadcaster. Like Canelo can literally fight wherever he wants. I'm only signing one fight deals. We see Devin Haney go over to top rank and fight Cambosos. These fighters now, and it's risky, but these fighters now can't sign five, six fight deals with a broadcaster. They've almost got to roll the dice on themselves and just do one fight deal where they can literally go anywhere to the highest bidder to make the fights happen. Because again, as good as Shakur Stevenson is, he's with a promoter who doesn't work alongside the others. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I hope it happens. I really do, but I, I'm not convinced it will happen. Well, there's, right. loads of, there's loads of fissures between um, premier boxing champions, golden boy, and um, top rank in America. So mm. getting it over the line between those guys is, is is so difficult. I mean, you know, Al Heyman doesn't seem to want to work with Bob Arum. Uh, Golden Boy has problems. I mean, I'm still not sure about the latest on Errol Spence and Terence Crawford having actually signed. I know they've agreed terms. Yeah. That hasn't absolutely been confirmed for November the 19th yet, has it? No, no, it hasn't. Um, so, so there's that, I mean... The pro, as, you, as you rightly say, um, to, to get Garcia, Cambosos, um, Haney, Davis, and Stevenson all to fight each other is a promotional mess, to be honest. Yeah. And what they need, which we got in the super lightweight division in which Josh Taylor emerged at the top, was a World Boxing Super Series. Oh and it's God. something like that that needs to happen. Maybe oh we need God. that in the heavyweight division as well. Maybe, maybe we need, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not advocating this ultimately, but I, I, I'm saying maybe we do need one of the big Arab states to come up with half a billy. No. Uh, to get no, all no, the in together. And maybe, yeah. And look, with the arrogance of some of these lightweight fighters who think they, you know, they want Floyd Mayweather money without doing Floyd Mayweather work. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you do need someone that's going to chuck, just the money's going to be so big that they all just think, okay, we've got to do it. These guys all want that kind of money, don't they, already? Yeah, and, and maybe, maybe that, that my, my, my thing is, in America, when we go to America, the fights are big, but 
they don't I don't always feel that they get mainstream crossover appeal. They do not. Um, which they we get not. on our little island, you know. Yeah, they do not. It's like they're so dwarfed by the NFL and the NBA and baseball and the NHL that they just barely get a mention. Yeah, it's I, I, I with some of these very fighters. Crowded landscape, isn't very, it? People to very. consume, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, UFC I, and UFC and hundred percent. I mean, I've been lucky enough. I've gone to America recently and just and, and seen Andre Ward. He's walking down the street and no one knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Andre Ward. I know. I know. Like it's, 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 it's incredible. Imagine Nigel Ben walking down Stratford High Street. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be, it'd be swamped. Absolutely. It's absolutely, absolutely honestly, it's mental, mental. Another name very quickly as we wrap to mention the lightweight division, Andy Cruz, um, the Cuban, who now looks like he will be turning pro as well. Like there's so many. So let's say Andy Cruz versus Shakur Stevenson. Oh mm. Lord. Uh, Gareth, as always, my man, thank you very, very much. Again, congratulations on your fantastic work on Saturday. That's just what you do, really. So I don't need to congratulate you. You're so good at doing it. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 